What's going on? I am Jane Banks, and this is Urban Alchemy Podcast, brought to you by the Pitch Podcast Network. Be sure to check out our site on AdoreLabs.com or download the Adore app to get access to our full catalog of past episodes. Now we are able to feature interactive episodes with pictures, links, websites, polls, and much more. So thank you to all of our listeners for joining us for today's episode. we got a great interview planned for you folks today. Before we get to that, thank you to all of our listeners all around KC, Missouri, the Midwest, the country, and all around the world. Thank you so much for making this show possible. I truly do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And all the organizations we are working with in Kansas City, such as the Kansas City Association of Black Journalists, the Pitch KC, the Kansas City Star Advisory Board, and the Village KC Non-For-Profit, please be sure to check out all of these organizations who are doing great work here in the Kansas City area and support them. Music for the episode is brought to us by our interview uh, for today, uh, which we are joined in the studio with Mr. Alan Wayne, the prodigy. What's goody? Namaste. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. A very, very talented young rapper we got here. If you follow the Urban Alchemy playlist, you have definitely heard this man's track, Circus, uh, featured very highly on the playlist. Yeah, it's, it's a great track. As I was telling you before we turned the mics on, it really caught my attention, really stood out, and it is dope. So all of our listeners will be already familiar with you. I appreciate that in a major way, man. Hell yeah, I appreciate good music, brother. Thanks, man. Good to be here. Really. So why don't you tell the people the origin story of Alan Wayne, a prodigy. First of all, Alan Wayne is your your yeah. actual government name, yes, correct? It's my, not just a fancy rap name. You came no, up that's with. my that's my name. That's my name. My mom and them gave me Alan Wayne Williams Jr. I'm named after uh, my pops. He, Bro, he that would be hilarious if your name was like Dwayne Brooks or something. You right. just <laughs> named yourself Alan Wayne for the hell of it. Yeah, nah, Little Wayne was never that high. You know <laughs> no disrespect, but that's, that's my name. Yeah, I love love, <laughs> love Alan Iverson, Little Wayne. Man, you know, two of the great. So, Alan Wayne, the prodigy, where did you get started in hip-hop, and what made you take that avenue of artistic expression? Oh, man, since I was a kid, man, you can check my mom's photo albums. I've always had a pair of headphones on, man. It's just something that's been in me since forever, mm-hmm. you know. So, uh, by the time I was in high school, you know, I already had a guy from the neighborhood who was willing to invest. So, it was either college or this, and... Here we are, you know what I mean? I feel you. No, I definitely feel you. Uh, I, it was either college or the military. My oldest brother always said, never go to the military. <laughs> he went to the military. Oh, man. So he's like, get your ass in college. And that was a great, great experience uh, for me. Yeah, and they did this instead. I spent a lot of time in the hallways of Mo West with my folks, though, so I kind of felt like I was a honorary member up there for Absolutely. a Absolutely. Mo West, a lot of good parties. Hell Mo yeah. West. Shouts to Mo West and, uh, and uh, SMU, I think it is, or CMU now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. UCM. It used to be CMSU or something like that. Yeah, it's UCM yeah. now. Yeah, UCM. Yeah. I'm saying a lot, a lot of parties that they do drop in. Yeah, man. That's do not drop in. <laughs> yeah, do not drop in. You just the dead, the dead drop. Right. It was so so many shootings going man, on. Man, crazy. There. It was almost like uh, every time. You, know you ever mean? get a, a chance to perform there? Oh, um, actually... That was one of my very, very first performances. Oh, straight, straight out of high school, where I put out Shattered Silence. It was a lady who used to come out to. Uh, I might have seen you. Like you really <laughs> might have, bro. This used to uh, be a place out in Lawrence, actually. And there was another guy, uh, Archbishop Shasta Arch. He used to perform out there. And when I, I used to like hype man for him. And then one night, he had a show, and I happened to have an album coming out. Came out there, did my thing. She happened to be a promoter, and her son was one of them. She asked me to come do a gig out in Warrensburg. 
that was my first like that might have been my first gig for real you know what i'm that's saying that's dope that's tight at the dude job you survived the dude man job, bro. And I, look and i know the dudes who at the end of the uh at the night when it went down i knew i was on the the guys who started it you know i was on they were on my side so i was glad to be there i'm not gonna name drop a shout to them you know man, what shout I'm out man people for, <laughs> for my listeners who aren't from the area like the dude drop is just little building on the side of a highway man. in in warrensburg missouri which is about uh what would you say about about i don't know it's about 50 minute drive yeah, yeah. so 50, many, about 50 so, to an hour depending yeah. on if you're doing the speed limit right and, and you stop yeah. at the uh at the at the uh Fantasy Ranch on the way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is a little, <laughs> little, little gas, no, a little yeah. strippy. Uh, but no, it's it's this little hole in the wall place that all these black people somehow will congregate to. Man, and it's just always weird. I don't know, like we always have to stop for gas. And I don't know if these people are just always like, who are all these black people? Man, these niggers just stopping by getting gas, dude. And not only was that my first show, man, it was a great show. We won, you know what I'm saying? Afterwards, the lady took us to eat at that barbecue place that's down there. Uh -huh. I think it's called Perry's or something. Dude pulled out the whole menu for us, man. It was a great night, man. You know, got my first groupie love. You know, it was everything, Dope. man. I was, you know, I thought it was gonna be like that forever. It ain't never been like that since. Hey, those are the early experiences when yeah, you when, when you first starting out that really stick with you, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of people don't have those experiences. A lot of people just you know for every you there's this ten guys that went home you know without the trophy, without yeah. the girl. Oh no, nah, man! But it was a uh, you know there was it was a land of losses after that for a while though. But uh, not immediately after that. But you know uh, for every yin there's a yang. You know what I'm saying? But. He came out the bat swing, uh, out the door swinging. You know That's how you have to do. Hip hop is not for the faint of heart. It ain't like for everybody. You, you got to take punches and prepare to get beat down because you are not going to survive thinking I'm going to just hit it big with one song. Hey, man, you got to be journey driven versus destination driven. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. It's it's not just how talented you are. It's who you know. It's who, how you can how you can uh, market yourself. Yeah, it's a lot. And yeah, just it's it's a lot that goes into it. I don't think a lot of people think about in the long run. They mm -hmm. just think I'm gonna oh, I. I can rap. I got to look, you know, but it's not about that. Why do you think the standard for hip hop dropped so low? Because we grew up in a Jay-Z, Nas Man. type of world. But now yeah. it's like we looking at the the little pumps. I mean, this last generation didn't last very long. If you look at the little Takashi 6ix9ine and little pumps and trippy reds, that little fad did not last but a heartbeat. Yeah, because man. they got their cards pulled very early. It's just that water uh, music and the characters, you know, there was that avenue for it. The internet opened up a lot of things, you know, mm. so corporations take advantage of those little opportunities. But like you said, but corporations out wouldn't be interested if they didn't have a fan base. Like people are interested in oh, these no, kids. That's, that's, that's true. It's true. There's several, you know, several layers to that onion, if you would. But like you said, you know, it really didn't last long. There's been a, a quick return to uh to content. You know, it's starting to trickle in. And um I'm interested to see what uh what the overall underground scene looks like literally just a year from now. Mm -hmm. I just think we're in a um I don't think it's gonna go back to some super duper backpack or raucous era type but it never really that never really was the main thing but i think you will fall back into an era where i had to say a little something 
you know what I mean? Just a little bit. I mean, but now that I now that years have gone by and I look back at the backpacker generation, who are these? Like that's Pharrell, Kanye. Like these were just people who were extending their reach to different cultures, uh, trying right. new things that traditionally wasn't open to black men, like uh, wearing polo shirts or uh, ice creams. I mean, mm-hmm. it, they they were doing so many bape. I mean, they they did so much to adjust the culture from what was traditionally viewed as, you know, uh, beyond our reach, so to speak. Uh, And I think the backpacker name kind of got a a bad rap because of that. Uh, Now that you look at the influence that they have and the normality that, it, you know, back then they was called gay so much. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's several layers to every union. I think more so when I say that, I think I'm more so talking about the content of the music Mm -hmm. itself. But the energy is all, it's all inclusive for real. You know what I mean? But yes, but uh, what I'm saying is there's a, I'm not a hater. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Get your get your money, blue face. But, you know, I don't think that there's going to be a 2022 version of Tatiana per se. Okay. There might be. You know, I could be dead wrong. But I think if there is, it's going to be something that's going to be super TikTok-y versus something that creeps into the charts. You know what I mean? It's so crazy you say that because I was trying to think of a song, but I, none of it popped it. Like, not one song from any of these artists popped Man, I'm so head. proud of myself for pulling that off. Right? <laughs> I, was I, just I swear like, to God, bro. Like, I don't listen to anything. Let bust alone down, that. Tatiana. Yeah. It was a thing. Right, but I, I, I found one. You know Good saying? shit, because yeah. I was at a Lost. I was like Juice World. What was that song Juice World had? I was like, I cannot think of a song. I could just hum it. Like, mm, mm. like I said, no disrespect, man, but you can sh- show me a lineup of five different people and ask me to point out which one's Juice World. I wouldn't be, man, I'm like, ask me anything else. You also, wouldn't the number of rappers that they've lost as opposed to like, we had Biggie, Tupac, not very many actually right. in the lawn they were like in gang wars <laughs> yeah. these kids are losing rappers by the the handful you had yeah. xxx Constantion and and uh who's that, uh, who's that kid who overdosed uh yeah and peep see, little peep right there's been a recent reemergence of some um street violence in hip-hop but a lot of that is really streets spilt on the music you know what i mean but i think a lot of the difference is you know, like you said, we had Biggie and Tupac. Again, that's like gun violence. You know, you had uh, uh, the kid who got shot in the car. You just said his name, XXX. I always say his name wrong. So, yeah, rest in peace to the kid. But a lot of these kids are are accidentally killing themselves, too. You know, we come from an era where we sold the drugs. We didn't use them as much. You know what I mean? And now it's kind of like the thing to be on them. You know, so... That's patting the numbers some too, you yeah, know. Yeah, but it's like, like the who's that kid who got killed? Um, Bibby, uh, was it South Carolina? Yeah, that whole scene is fucking ridiculous. The most disrespectful rappers I've ever seen in my life. Have you have you ever seen that video they made where uh, Who Do I Smoke? Yeah, yeah, I I haven't seen it, but I'm familiar with a lot of. It's like a that's Would a trend like to too. You know, I try to. Uh, I'm cool on it to be if I'm it's honest with you. You know what something, I'm saying? I don't want to promote it. It's just as a nigga from the hood, 
who understands level like lines mm -hmm. for these young niggas to be doing like this is where we progressed like i can remember when when jay set the fucking line about leaving a condom in the baby seat and, and niggas was like wow. that was too fucking far yeah and he respected he, he, it right. as he, like yeah, he, you're right. Yeah, he apologized and everything. You know what I'm saying? These but, niggas made a whole video disrespecting the dead. A whole goggle yeah. of niggas. Yeah, there's, there's guys with whole like whole pushing whole waves and movements behind it, such same such things. And you know, in different <sighs> in, in different cities. You know what I'm saying? Like I really try my best not to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Not not out of any type of fears or anything. Just because you know, like. It's for the same reason I avoid watching it. I don't hardly watch drama on on TV for entertainment, let alone. Yeah, it's not entertaining for me. Right. It's sad. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I'm not unfortunate. Oh, no, I'm you're, not, you're, not unfortunate. I got listeners in South Carolina. And you're not specifically that area. And, but. and listen, man, you're a journalist. You know what I'm saying? It's almost, it's kind of sort of your responsibility to know, especially urban alchemy. You, you're the one who has to report for us. Like, you're, you're low-key ground zero for, for the listeners. You know what I'm saying? So, for you to, for you to, that's that's like a personal thing that I do to keep my own energy at a certain level. Straight up, I'm trying to push something. Uh, I'm trying to do something that I've never seen personally. A generation like as far as being able to handshake and dap with do. Mm. So, you know, I take. I I'm very very uh, snobby about my vibration. If Absolutely, you, you know what I'm saying. So a lot of things I'd just rather not have in my conscious. You know what I'm saying. That's good because I've always been hip like like type of magic like that shit's black magic that shit's evil yeah, you're using your art for something evil yeah like can you imagine using your painting to disrespect like if you're a painter just painting to disrespect people painting shit just to be disrespectful yeah. nobody does that right like you know, we have to it. set the trend to say that is not acceptable with our art form because it's it's ours like our as a community it's shit we built no i did so it's our responsibility to say that's not it like what you guys are using it for, stop it. Yeah. Like nobody else does this in music. Country singers don't do this. Rock and roll people don't do this. Uh, uh, K-pop bands don't do this. Yeah. Like we need to stop normalizing it. Right. I, no, I'm with you. Like I saw this video with millions of views on YouTube. And now I'm one of those views. And I watched the whole thing in horror. Dread. Just like Damn. this is what it's come to. Yeah. And it's those moments where you just feel the earth shattering under your feet. Because <laughs> you're like, where do we go from here? This is the next generation right here. Like these kids are kids, children, teenagers. Mm -hmm. And they're they're making other kids. Like they're where 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 is it spiraling down to? And it was like, we need more Alan Wayne the prodigies. We need <clears throat> more Smitty the kids. We need more faiths. And we need it's just so much more we need, but for every one of you. It's twenty of them niggas. Yeah, yeah, man. It's um, I'm sorry, it's crazy. Like, no, no, it's all good, man. No, it's um, uh, I respect the passion. You know what I'm saying? I really, really do. You know, so I'm just trying to be like, I really appreciate you said we need more of the Alan Wayne's. You know, not on no narcissistic shit, just to be a part of the positive side of the light you know what i'm saying a part of the side of the conversation you know what i'm saying i found so. you you didn't find me i said this guy is talented this mm -hmm. guy has something that the yeah, city needs man. something but like you said off of uh off the mic earlier you know what i'm saying energy finds itself you know what i mean so 
I'm excited for your future because I'm excited for my own. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. And speaking of the future, what do we have in store? Man, 10,000 hours, man. Boom. Juneteenth. That's the title. Now, 10,000 hours. For those of folks who are not familiar, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, you're going off the um, saying that it takes 10,000 hours before Master someone number. can. Master Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, you can go into detail. Yeah, man. Uh, when I was uh, not too long ago, man, I was in a much lower place in life, but uh, I was trying to dig myself out of it. And uh, I came across this book called Outliers. I hate that I forget the uh, author's name right now. It's a dope read. But somewhere in the very beginning of the book, it made reference to uh, anybody who's ever mastered any craft has had 10,000 hours solid at it for many things, from Bill Gates to the Beatles, from Mozart to anybody, you know what I'm saying? And he just went across the gambit and explained. And, uh, you know, this is something I've been doing since I was a baby. You know, I was recording in studios 15, you know, and it's kind of, it stuck with me. And uh, I wasn't recording any kind of music at that point in time, but I'm like, I'm going to have an album that's going to come out 10,000 hours one day. And uh, I couldn't have... Uh, I couldn't have planned it, you know what I'm saying? I just had to let it happen, and here we are, you know what I'm saying? 10,000 hours to Juneteenth. Yeah, it's those little those little seeds that get planted. Oh, Urban yeah. Alchemy, uh, that, that comes from a book I picked up just randomly called The Alchemist, and that it hit mm -hmm. me so hard, I was just like, it stuck with, and then years later, it popped back up. It's right. just those little seeds that get planted. Yeah, man, like, during that same uh, time, I came across the, the dead man now, uh, old uh, mystic philosopher, I don't know what he would call himself, but Alan Watson. Alan Watson like changed everything for me. I don't think it's a spoken word or written word that he, that he's, that he has that I haven't came across. You know, it's like he narrates this whole album, you know what I'm saying? And again, like that was at a very low point in my life. And now this is the, the light at the end of the tunnel, that same content that was there is, you know what I'm saying, changing things. So it's, it's crazy. Absolutely. Like I was telling you before, I love the sample. I love people who can utilize samples the right way. Just not random samples, but samples that mean something to them. Oh, yeah, man. It's, it's uh, It starts somewhere and ends somewhere. Man. I'm excited about this project. I am too. Yeah, because we are... I, I, was, I tuned out of hip-hop for the longest because um, I, I really couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. It, it was just at a point where it was just like... I'm, I felt like an old man because it was just like I turned on the radio and I turned off the radio. I was just like, what's NPR got going on today? Like, I didn't relate to it. I didn't want to relate to it. And I was just like, I'm good. You know what? I'm, I'm straight. You know, and then thankfully we start getting more, you know, J. Cole start putting out more stuff. You know, I wish Kendrick would put out more stuff. But we got those out, like outliers like you mentioned that earlier. We got mm -hmm. the outliers who, who, who need to step up. Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, we're just going to have an oversaturation of the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it's enough of that. Yeah, because uh, growing up, we had bullshit. We had the snap music. But yeah, that, that, there was a time and a place for that. Now right. I just feel like we're just sprinkled across everywhere. There's no. Right. Yeah, we had our Laffy Taffies and all that. You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. Um, chicken noodle soups with sodas on the side, but uh, which didn't go anywhere. Like those right. people didn't have longevity. Uh, right. There, there was a, there was a time for place for Chingy, but yeah, for longevity. We got right. J. Cole, who's, you know, I cannot believe J. Cole is at the, the place. He's, he's, he's an OG now. Like, this guy who I was listening to in college and telling people, like, this guy's going to be big. Like, yeah. 
it says a lot about uh I don't want to do that. One love to J. Cole and uh, one love to Kendrick. You know, it's, um, I always, and I'm not saying that they wouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? But uh, rewind time back just not too long ago, and you insert those same guys into that era when it was like who was dominating as far as that conversation went. You had the Jay Z's and them and and the Nas's. Mm-hmm. Would that hold the same way? It's almost it's almost like comparing in sports. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like they're only as, uh, you get compared to your field of competition. I'm not gonna give my personal opinions on people because their projects are out, and I like to look at myself as a peer versus a, a somebody. But I plan on dipping my own foot in that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I think a lot of people who are in that conversation are blessed to be in that position because of the bullshit that dominates. You know what I'm I saying? You. Uh, straight up, I made a career out of a lack of shit in Kansas City. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, but yeah, it, it is all about who you can go up against. Right. But yeah, it, it's uh, going back to your musical influences. Your musical influences, who did you come up with and who are the people who have always affected you and you tried to put a little of them in you? Well, man, like my musical palette stretches far. You know, I don't, I turned off the radio a long time ago too for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. And then like, then I finally got back into my own world. Go oh, there with me. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm straight so, up with you. Yeah, so now. I taste too. So now I don't even have the time, mm-hmm. you know. So before it was because of lack of interest and now it's because of lack of time. And even in my spare time, if I'm riding around, it's not, it's not to whatever's on the radio. So I wouldn't even know. I'm kind of in the dark. The beautiful part about that is I know for sure I don't sound like nothing. You know what I'm saying? So that's great. Um, but um, my bad, I lost the question a little bit. I think. What else musical influences? You oh came yeah, up so yeah, my music. As far as that goes, you know, uh, first music I really like fell in love with honestly was Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? As a, as a child, and some of the harmonics that I fall into. If one was to listen closely or to hear back the uh, the acapellas or something, they could probably even still tell. You know what I'm saying? But um, get that shark. Yes, yeah, a little bit of that. I even use a Shimon uh, uh, ad lib throughout this album a few times. You know what I'm saying? Paying it, uh, paying it forward. Mm-hmm. And um, then a lot of the uh, I, my mom listened to a bunch of shit, and. Uh, Somehow within that realm, I fell in love with the with like the uh, the acapella quartets and things like that. Okay. So like as far as urban music goes, you know, like there's a group I think they call Take Six. They're dope, and, and everything is just them. You know what I mean? And then coming up, you know, I came up in an era with uh, like you said, uh, the Jay Z's, Tupac's, um, and uh, even before because you know I was even young music that was before my era a little bit like the uh digital underground my bro used to play some of that stuff you know what i'm saying so they kind of made funk music mm-hmm. so that's kind of <clears> in there then you uh kind of talk weird and fast anyway and then the bone thugs came around and shit and i'm like i i can do that better than they're doing that you know what i mean then we had a uh, own guy around here tech nine shots to tech shout out to it you know i'm on a few of them albums you know so shout out to the royalties um <laughs> but uh so yeah and um so 
then my choir teacher, man, Miss Collie, you know, she thought I could sing, sing. And uh, so she used to, she just tried to make me, I wouldn't ever do it when, uh, unless nobody else was around. But between that and me playing the piano a little bit, she polished up those harmonies, man. So my music is kind of, uh, it's barely even rap music, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like that because it's rhythmically, but it's like, a, it's a lot going on in all the songs, you know what I mean? Got you, dope. Yeah, I definitely also had a very, very, very ear uh, growing up. A lot of different influences. Uh, like yourself, my mom introduced me to a lot of old 70s soul, uh, older shredding. Oh, Green, yeah, man. Barry White. Hell yeah. Uh, Bobby Blue Bland, uh, Donnie Hathaway, just the, the greats. And, you know, just on my own, I also discovered like rock music with Queen and uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, Lenny yeah. Kravitz, just Prince. Shit like that. Right, yeah. Prince heavy influence. Sam Cooke, my guy too. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Favorite I'm, song of all time. James gonna come. Yeah, my favorite. He he probably. I don't want to disrespect Stevie one, but uh, bring it on home. Bring it home. That's one of my. Uh, that's in my top bring three. It on Got a song home. that that uh that was hella super influenced what I did on this project. A lot of people don't won't know that. Come on, we're gonna see. If you ever change your mind about leaving, leaving me behind, baby, bring it to me. Bring your sweet loving, bring it on home to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, One man. more thing. I was just gonna drip, skip to the last man. verse. You try to pull up my car like I wasn't gonna know it. Think about <laughs> Sam's. I actually went back with him. Was like, I gotta hear the soul stirs, man, uh, dude. I don't. I don't bought the. Uh, I bought his greatest hits like three different times. And now I got it on. I'm sure it's downloaded somewhere, man. You know that yeah. dude was a legend, a genius, man. Incredible. Pin game crazy. Beyond his time, man. Way before it, man. Him. Between him and Stevie, I think Stevie might be the uh, greatest. All genres included, I think Stevie Wonder might be the the most talented musician, musician. ever. I mean, I'm including uh, Beethoven and them. I mean, I'm, like I'm saying, I'm crossing all the genres. I don't think that there's been a. Um, I think that he could rewrite the uh, the uh, the Star Spangled Banner and make it make sense, and I think it would stick hmm. and be just as big of a song worldwide. I think he's the only one who's got that much energy. Music wise, I'd say Prince. I feel, yeah, I'd say Prince. One other Prince. He's in the conversation. If if you are familiar with Prince's catalog and all of his very projects, I'd say Prince. Yeah. Um, I'd say musicology alone. If you've never heard of musicology, yeah. check out musicology. It's I, an incredible masterclass. Of Prince's talents. Yeah, I, I wish that um, if there's one person I just from what I've heard, you know what I'm saying, about his live show, mm. you know what I'm saying, they said that's like the concert of all the concerts, period. You know what I'm saying? I can believe I it. I can only imagine. Yeah. Uh, or Michael Jackson. Yeah, and uh and uh what about uh what was the other ones, those guys? Uh um George Clinton and them. 
Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the pink phone. That's one thing I hate is I wasn't born in that era because yeah, I would have loved to go to a pink phone party. Yeah. What would your costume be in a pink phone party? Man, uh, damn, man, it's just hard not to go with some Indian feathers because they stick out at the top. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't think I want to rock that though. What would I wear, man? That's problematic. Damn, yeah. Cultural appropriation. Yeah, man, I got a lot of uh, Native uh, fans, man. Shout out to shout, the whole Pacific shout Northwest. Shout out to the First Peoples. Man. They hold me down, man. It's the reservations that hold me down hard up in like the Bend, Oregon, and uh, like Tacoma, Washington area up, up there, man. Uh, so one love to them. I'll be seeing y'all real, real soon. I'll be there in July. And then again, Thank you September. for having us. Yes, please. Yes. Anything you need from me. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I got off of it again. I'll try to find some Legion of Doom spike. Oh yeah, pass. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would love. Uh, yeah, see, damn. Now I'm gonna piggyback off of you. I don't say uh, awesome and warrior face paint. I've been yeah. one of the reason all my life to dress like the awesome and warrior wrapping things around my arms. Is that your favorite wrestler? Yeah, going up? yeah. Of, of course. You know I was a Randy saying? Savage fan. Yeah, one of the best matches ever was uh, when he was Macho King, and uh, yeah, Warrior pinned him with his toe. Yeah, Macho Man hit him with four of them elbows off the ropes when he could fly too. That shit was amazing. That's when wrestling was wrestling, man. Good old wrestling. Uh, yeah, even now I, st- I think back to him getting bit by uh, J- Jake's snake. Yeah, you know, Awesome and Warrior. Uh, Not getting bit by Jake. Jake the snake biting him with the snake. Yeah, yeah, I, with yeah. The, with I, the Damien. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Uh, I didn't watch wrestling. I stopped watching wrestling like Cold Turkey for for a long time. Yeah, as did I. Um, but it was because of Awesome and Warrior. Because um, Undertaker put him in friend, the casket. Put him in the casket. That shit shook me to my core. That was, I didn't. I thought eat. it was real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We was what? I was man. I was in super elementary. I was school. like, he killed a man on the Yeah, screen. man. I mean, I couldn't eat. I remember know, when Papa Shango popped up. And Hell, was like, he was yeah. throwing up the, the shit. Yeah, making and I was just like, oh my god. Like this, my daughter, they about to kill super. <laughs> man, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that shit was fucked up. It was yeah. It was wrestling, me, man. Like, and then I remember like, uh, and you know. I didn't see his return to wrestling normal. Like I guess he maybe had already came back doing a, a, a something, but you know he came back on some pay per view type of thing. We ain't had no pay per view, so TV happened to be on TBS or something like that. And I looked over, and Ultimate Warrior was in the ring. I was, I, I was torn. I was happy to see him, but I was worried about his life. I still, <laughs> I still couldn't watch it for some Is reason. He okay? It was too much. It was too traumatic, and I didn't have nobody to talk to about it. Hey, wrestling was <laughs> super dope. I actually uh, just started like a. a Peacock free trial just so I can go back and watch old Attitude Era matches. I do, but I did rejoin the. Uh, there was an era like the uh, Wolfpack NWO era. Right, right, right. That was hard. That was. It was until it got too crazy. Yeah, and, then everything. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. Right in the beginning, it was dope. It then, was just it, like uh, it's what Big Daddy Cool D's when Razor Ramon's in WCW. What? If Hulk Hogan's bitch ass is a, is a bad guy? Yeah, man. And then uh. Once they, once there was no degrees of separation, you know, yeah. it was over. Like I don't. I once always, again, competition. Yeah, uh, I, wrestling. That's when I stopped watching wrestling. Is mm-hmm. right after that everything merged, and then they started yeah, was, doing the PG shit. And yeah, I was just it was like, stupid, man. But then I got into indie wrestling. Uh, that that really forced me to go into Ring of Honor or New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, even pro. Uh, 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 what's that called? Uh, Revolt in in the UK, uh, but yeah, it's a lot of indie indie ones that fucking WWF just snatched up or WWE snatched up and, and just don't see, do anything with just so they can't compete against. See, I wouldn't even know. I'm not even hit. That's fucked yeah. up, man. I just recently got Vince back McMahon, into it. Is Vince McMahon's doing. Yeah, he, he's, he's still alive. He is still alive because he is destroying the industry and 
you know, it's just crazy when you have a monopoly because it's like no one else can compete against you. Uh, and when you can just like sideline people just so they can't compete against you, it's crazy. Yeah. Because that makes you think like if somebody offered me a check just not to do the podcast, a ridiculous amount of money. It's WCW's fault. They started cracking a long time ago. You always got to have degrees of separation. Back in the day, you couldn't throw somebody over the top rope in WCW. That was an automatic disqualification. Yeah, no, yeah. You had to go the through the, yeah, you had to throw them in between. But then they changed the rules to keep up with the Joneses over there. I'm like, ah, can't do that. Yeah, because WCW was Southern style wrestling yeah uh, was, they didn't do any of that jumpy flippy yeah it was yeah they had a they had a couple of novelty guys you know what i'm saying what was his name uh the great muda he would come out sometime. yeah had face paint spin, yeah but, it, but, it, but those were like lucha libre uh they were novelty acts back then well that's you know where I, mean? the, I think wcw actually excelled was their uh cruiserweight division and then people start watching it for the lucha and uh then you start getting people like chris jericho who mm. was just like entertaining as fuck yeah and I, I don't remember WCW really being funny besides Chris Jericho. But the WWF was like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, like, them motherfuckers had me dying. I, I wasn't even watching it for the wrestling. I was watching it for the character. Yeah. Uh, WCW, like you said, they were they were country, man. Like, yeah, they, yeah, thought, yeah. they thought, uh, I don't know, Ric Flair thought he was a pimp. You know what I'm saying? I thought he was a... Uh, I don't know who Playboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, Hugh Hefner and shit. You know he's, what I'm saying? He's the, he's the jet flying... Uh, <laughs> Wine and dining, uh, dealing and stealing, Man. kiss stealing, uh, willing and dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun. Woo! Man, that belt was dope. Yeah, the big gold belt. That, yeah, that's, that was the title belt right there. Yeah, that the big one. son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. And the yeah. wing eagle's cool too, though. Yeah, man. I always wanted the uh, million dollar belt too. Million dollar belt was yeah, bad yeah, ass. dude, with all them rhinestones. <laughs> <laughs> that's key. He's just like, wow. Man, yeah. The luxury. Man, I didn't. I got conscious quick though. I didn't. I stopped supporting him when I realized he had a, a slave. A slave, yeah. Virgil, Virgil. was a slave. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I didn't like that shit. Yeah, Sorry. that was straight up. Uh, but yeah. yeah, he bought people. Yeah, man. Like he bought Virgil first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was looking that was back tough. at that stuff. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, but yeah, that's the world we live in. We just now was getting like our first black champion. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know what I'm saying? It was that's crazy. It's it's ridiculous cuz uh when you think like New Japan Pro Wrestling had a black champion back in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh Dusty Rose had a black woman. He thought he was a little black. Oh, Dusty Rose was definitely. Uh, yeah, that's, that's actually yeah. one of my favorite wrestlers yeah, of all time. He reminded me of one of my uncles for real, man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had soul. Yeah, he really did. Uh and that's actually where uh fucking uh Virgil came from. Uh did you know this? No, I didn't. Yeah, because uh, it was supposed to be like an inside joke. That's why his name was Virgil, because Dusty Rhodes' real name was Virgil. And they pretty much wanted to say Dusty Rhodes thought he was black or acted black. So he was named Virgil. That's why when that guy moved to WCW, they named him Vince to be a joke off Vince McMahon. Oh, see, look, man. I came out here and I got schooled like a mug. Yeah, got, I'm a wrestler. Yeah. A little slight historian over see, here. See, man, I thought I knew something. It's because my favorite wrestler was the Ultimate Warrior, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I knew he beat Macho Man with his toe. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to flex on you. You like actually Virgil's name. Dang, man. Yeah, he's Humble not pie. doing too well either. Virgil ain't? No, he's doing these things that uh, autograph signs where he's like, Virgil and Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase ain't there. And you know he's just yeah. pretty much there just to using his name. And yeah, Ted Dio, I was like, cut that shit out, man. Like, yeah, man. And nobody want to even when, even when he was just tricking people. Well, did anybody <laughs> want to go? Even if they thought Ted DiBiase never gonna be there, the million dollar belt was cool. But you know, I ain't even I bad it, for him. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather slave. Like, that was your thing. Like, that's your legacy you left behind. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that is sad, man. Somebody should have said something. Where was Coco Beware at? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> junkyard Dog. Yeah, Junkyard Dog. Yeah, Junkyard Dog should have said something. Coco Beware Parrot should have said something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's racist. Man, no, yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Dignity. <laughs> that's bad. Oh, man, shut up, Pat. Yeah, but that, that's just fucked up shit we grew up with. That we just now looking back oh, on, like, shit. oh wait, hey, was uh, was hacksaw Jim Duggan's special needs? Looking back at it, that thump probably. Up in that hole. Oh, you know what I'm saying, I think I'm two pretty, by four. Yeah, it was best friend. Yeah, he was probably somebody who took one too many hits to the head. He's probably punch drunk. I don't know, man. Thinking back, he might have been a ground like uh, like Rocky. Uh, yeah, he was just punch drunk. He's just like, maybe. Yeah, aging. I'm ready to go. He might have gonna win the belt. He might have been groundbreaking. He might have been he first, just, uh, you know, special needs wrestler. Yeah, you know been, what I'm uh, saying? Way better than that Eugene guy that came years and years later. Oh, see, I'm not hip on Eugene. Man, yeah. don't look. Uh, he's he got this mockery. He would never would have flied today. Oh yeah, hell no. I'm I'm just like a. Gold I was dust. I was worried about saying what I said. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had to say special needs wrestler. I'll yeah, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of people back then. Uh, it was just a weird time in wrestling because like gold dust. Oh yeah, it's man. just like. Uh, yeah. Looking back, it's just like this is very homophobic. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was weird. Man. It was straight up like. Calling him the F word, like in, yeah, <laughs> dog, like. But I remember, uh, I, he like kissed Ahmed Johnson, and Ahmed Johnson was like about to kill him, and I was just like, oh my god, it was getting real, man. It was getting real crazy, as and that man. is Dusty Rose's son, right? That is, yeah. and that's why they stuck him with the Gold Dust character because he was Dusty Rose's son. Yeah, they gold, hated him. Gold Dust, <laughs> yeah, Gold Dust, man. Dusty. I tell you what, Dusty Rose is having the best day ever. Shout out to Dusty Rose. Dusty Rose, rest saying? in peace. And his son is doing incredible AEW. It's just like, that's what I want to, like, if I ever have kids, I want them to be like, yo, I want to be a, the king of podcasting. Like, that would make you, yeah, man. I couldn't, uh, how proud would you be? You know what I'm saying? I mean, but that's all about legacy. That's all about leaving something behind for someone to build off of. Right. Uh, but, I mean, of course, you want your kid to grow up and be whatever they want to be. Of course, you know what I'm saying? You support that. But just, Roll of the dice, and they want to be just like you, and actually do it, and then excel. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Archie Manning. You know what I'm saying? If you're a, a I'm a football player. You know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about people. I've said this to people, and they start digging in. Archie Manning was a terrible person. I don't know nothing about that side of the story. I'm just telling the bright side. If I'm a NFL quarterback, and I happen to have two sons, mm -hmm. and they both grow up to be NFL quarterbacks, and both win Super Bowl rings, you really can't tell me nothing about my life. You can't say nothing to me. Cross at the grocery store. Can't cut me off in traffic. Can't question my judgment, man. I'm, I'm both of my sons won Super Bowl rings. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's got to be something. Like Venus and Serena's dad. Like, say what you yeah. want about them as a father, but right, you know, the, 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 the numbers don't lie. Yeah, but ten thousand hours. What what is the tone of the album you were going for? What was the overall vision, man? It was my uh, that album's like confirmation for me. Mm -hmm. I talk a lot about, uh, you know, I get a little bit uh, left field sometimes, you know what I'm saying, especially with the guys who are around me. Like my cameraman, Matt, he follows me everywhere. He would have been here, but, uh, you know, he's dig so deep into, I don't like to tell him ideas because I'm like, yo, you know, I'm going to do my part. The universe going to do its part. 
you know, and just let it come. You know what I'm saying? Like, let go and let God for real. People mm-hmm. use that as a slogan, but you know, I, I live my life like that. So a long time ago, like I said, when I was reading that book, I said I was gonna do it. I didn't put no energy into it. I shot a video, first video I shot was uh, for song 100% Facts. It's not the version of 100% Facts that's out right now. It's the first version of it. I shot that video because I needed to get a video shot. Had I not shot that video, we wouldn't have had the polished version of it. Right. On the, in that video, on a, chalk, on, a, on a marker board, I got 10,000 hours coming soon. Just wrote it on there. You know, I put out the demonstration too in the middle of a pandemic. Still traveled the album to the best of my abilities. Had, you know, my name grew. Or in that over that time, but all that being said, I released that album in July, the heart of the pandemic. Come this time around, I'm supposed to be pushing that album. Mm-hmm. You know, on paper, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, anyway, in the midst of moving around, happened to be booked out in Omaha. The guys who shoot my videos, they happen to be out there. They got a big conglomerate. Shout out to Ambient, and uh, it was there. Um, one of the producers from Omaha produce something on that demonstration two album and they were like you know how do you feel about doing a project with us you know a joint venture you know and i'm I'm like don't threaten me with a good time you know what i'm saying so you just got to recording first i was gonna call it the alan watts project even because i came across this this alan watts thing i wanted to do but then i just didn't like it it was too wordy that's no, all good. I look but, ridiculous. I know. Uh, no, it's all good. I'm the one who came on time and early and shit. You know what I'm saying? But then, uh, you know, it just clicked. 10,000 hours. So this album, like, kind of manifested itself. You know, I had to record it in a fashion that I never do. You know, I don't really write my music, you know what I'm saying, or type it on the phone like these new kids do. You know, I kind of sit with the music and let it come. Right. And that's cool when you got two, three weeks in between time when you're recording. But, you know, I pretty much... I was traveling the road and other than that, I was locked in the studio, literally like sleeping in the booth down there in that studio down there. You know, uh, the engineer slash producer, he uh, shouts the rival. He was working a regular gig, getting off of there, coming sometimes like at 10. We smoke for an hour and a half, not start recording till one. You know, we record until six in the morning, but this is all, you know, during the day I'm coming up with the music. By the time the night come, you know, I'm recording that same thing. You know what I'm saying? So it was a challenge, you know, that I didn't, I don't make music like that usually. But, uh, and then I was worried about it sounding just like the last project I just got off right. of. But it <clears> didn't, <throat> man, and it just sounds like, I honestly can say that uh, it's gonna be life before and after this one, as far as my career goes. And it already it already feels like that. This is the most anticipated thing I've got, period. It's the first thing I got a pre-sale for. Because on the humble, there was never a need for one before. Right. You know, as soon as I said something about it, my inbox is a full. Can we get it now? Can we do? How can I save it? How can I? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we got a real, real something special. It just feels like the coming together. The album feels like confirmation. It feels like I'm here now. You well, know what I'm saying? And um, it's the completion. Yeah, man. It's ten thousand hours, and we still counting. You know Straight what I'm up. saying? So outro track for this episode. What what track are we going to be letting the people hear? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna do something real. Uh, Kansas City. I got a song, Grind Addict. It's actually the first song I recorded for this project. That night when they introduced it to me, 
and you know, like I said, um, I let the music write itself. So I didn't intentionally sit down and write a song called Grind Addict, but that's the song that was written. Right. Happens to be a, a dope brand, Kansas City brand, Grind Addict. Yeah. Shout to uh, the Grind Addict family, you know, Shout King, King Bossy, um, and uh, King Bonzel and, and family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I actually gave them a shout out in my article. Yeah, man. Bitch. Great people, man. Great people. So I actually sent him the song, you know, just to let him know, you know, kind of to make sure to get his blessing for it, just because mm-hmm. I wasn't, it wasn't intentional, but still, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, and we've been kind of tapped since, so we can play that for him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got, we yeah. got a uh, we got a treatment for that, so. We got to keep it KC. Yeah, for sure, man. Straight so, up. But I do, it. do appreciate you coming through. You folks, be sure to check out 10,000 Hours. When is that dropping? That drops Juneteenth, pre-sale goes June 3rd, next Thursday. So save the date, June 3rd, next Thursday. It'll come with a sample track for you. And anybody who gets that has a free gift coming from me the day of the drop. Hey, straight out. Straight from me. So Hearing it first here. So that's, that be is, sure that to check that out. Link in the description. Yes. So uh, where can these folks get a hold of you at? Man, uh, my main hub is Alan Wayne's World on Instagram. So Alan Don't. Wayne Prodigy on Instagram. Same thing on uh on YouTube, Alan Wayne's World on YouTube, AlanWayne'sWorld.com. You can listen to the whole demonstration too for free there. Pay download, but you can it streams the full album from start to finish there. You can check that out. Plenty of merch there as well. Some of a full uh facelift, but you can still uh access it during the time. We're getting to repay, uh, about to get it pretty up for the album drop again uh Juneteenth for ten thousand hours and uh yeah, man, for my uh, for some of the more interpersonal stuff, you can even follow me on Facebook. That's just Alan Wayne. That's where uh, where everything that's on all the rest of the sites kind of makes sense at. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you are a part of the Urban Alchemy Support Group, you will be sure to see him there. Uh, yeah, he's a constant image because uh, he's putting out stuff, and we definitely want to support this young man. So be sure to hit him up and check him out. And be sure to check him out on our playlist, Urban Alchemy Playlist on Spotify. So yeah, thank you to all the artists out there who are supplying music for that playlist. And be sure to support all of our local acts because we have some good acts coming out. For the first time in my my lifetime, mm-hmm. I am hopeful for the music scene here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's not all all on tech, shouldering, tech shoulders anymore. So yeah, man. I, Appreciate artists like you. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing, brother. Absolutely, man. Namaste. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is Urban Alchemy Podcast. We will all catch you later. You all stay safe and stay blessed. Peace. Snapping pictures with the camera phones I land back in Kansas City The girls say, yeah, the man is home And they ain't got no
panties on. Watch this, I'm finna put the whole family on. The logo on my t-shirt is getting this MC Hammer on. Number runner, finna run up another summer. Even if we only three deep, but I still feel like a hundred of us. Hey, cause it's like that, and they like that. Write me a phone right back, it ain't like that. I'm probably on the flight with my overnight set. I'm addicted to my grind, I can't fight that. Hey, I'm a grind addict. Hey, I'm a grind addict. I'm a grind addict. I'm grind. No days off, no nights off, neither. I'm the early bird and the host of Insomniac Theater. No crust in my peoples, not know much of the sleeper. But I just wrote another feature that's gonna blow another speaker. Whoa, don't compare me, I'm a whole nother creature. Reptile, humanoid, web toes in my sneakers. Red rose when I meet you, two lips when I kiss you. Danny lines when I leave you. Sunflower, I'm a mission. I'm a rolling stone, but I ain't nothing like my papa, though. Well, my papa know by popping up and popping those. Where the flock of hoes and a lot of dough. Enough dough to make the owner go and lock the doors They rolling up backwards and out the most So I'm blowing on a major pack cause I show out the most Now I'm about to mack the waitress down who got the host Don't worry about it bro, I got them both it's like that, and they like that. Write me a phone right back, it ain't like that. I'm probably on the flight with my overnight set. I'm addicted to my grind, I can't fight that. Hey, I'm a grind addict. Hey, I'm a grind addict. I'm a grind addict. Hey, now I'ma hop up in here one more time Remind the hater they can kiss her where the sun don't shine I'm out here kicking it with a bad bitch having a fun old time She got a tattoo on her waist, I got a gun on mine And we fine, even Stevie Wonder can see we blessed Paper long like the receipt from CVS So what I look like, let the motherfuckers see me stressed In fact, the motherfuckers about to see me less eh? Cause it's like that, and they like that Write me a phone right back, and they like that I'm probably on the flight with my overnight sack I'ma act the pilot if I can fly and on the flight back Big old business out of town, homie, yeah, it's like that Kiss my kid up on me and tell him I'll be right back Call him slider, tell my nigga to overnight that Call him killer, I need the chronic for the night cap Cause it's like that, and they like that Write me a phone right back, it ain't like that I'm probably on the flight with my overnight sack I'm addicted to my grind, I can't fight that Hey, I'm a grind addict I'm a grind addict I'm a grind addict Addicted to my grind You fucking did it, you fucking did it